Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the IoT Insider. I'm Bernie McPhillips, Sales Director of Pangea, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Chris Ramika, our Operations Director and one of our co-founders. Hey Chris, thanks for joining us. Hi Bernie, hi everybody. Thanks for uh, welcoming me on. Happy to be here. Superb. Today we're going to be looking at how we help Birmingham City Council reduce their carbon footprint and, and some IoT bike projects. But before we kind of get into that, you know, as one of our co-founders, Chris, you remember back in the day, um, you know, Pangea, Greek term for all Earth, the world's better connected, that supercontinent, um, referred to in a global airlines TV advert now by a very famous actor, which is awesome to hear. Um, I suppose back in the day, we anticipated that your Pangea would be a one-stop shop for all IoT requirements. I think you and Dan, our co-founders, quickly and very cleverly realized that was a very tall order. Um, and we've became what we are today, which is a specialist in intelligent uh, mobile data, intelligent connectivity. But we're still IoT at the heart, right? It's still kind of what gets our blood flowing, our heart pumping, and, and, and makes us get out of bed every morning. Exactly, yeah. And I think uh, on this podcast, we're really going to go back to our roots uh, in that respect and, um, you know, get down into those really, really interesting solutions. Um, I think solutions can be interesting for different reasons. Sometimes they can be interesting because you can just put together a package that no one else can offer, uh, you know, combination of data, voice and text in X number of countries. Uh, but this time, this solution is about, um, you know, making something unique um, for the market and solving a, a unique challenge. So this one's a very exciting one to talk about. Yeah, I agree, Chris. I agree. So IoT, the Internet of Things, for those people that maybe you know, new listeners and maybe not that familiar with one of many acronyms in our industry, is the art of connecting objects, uh, being able to retrieve information from them, refine that information to make it useful to whoever needs it, um, and then have actionable and positive outcomes as a result. So you can be connecting things from sensors measuring temperature, vehicles to optimize routes, uh, or in this case, you know, uh, connected bikes, which is, which is really awesome. And as you say, Christian, are really kind of back to our roots and, and what Pangea was all about. Now we are a provider of intelligent mobile data. Uh, it can often be connectivity, big push for us at the moment and the PSTN switch off, which many of our listeners and partners will be privy to. Uh, we're connecting things all over the world, whether it's bikes and football stadiums and, and many other things. Um, but in this instance, yeah, you know, a, a true IoT solution. So let's get into it. Let's have a little think about, you know, you know what it was and, and why we were kind of brought into it. So, um, yeah, the, there was a challenge at that point in time when um, there was a large council, Birmingham City. They needed to reduce their carbon footprint and also had a challenge around traffic congestion. It was at an all-time high in this particular city, so it meant that emissions were rising to potentially dangerous levels. So they set out to promote a healthier, greener lifestyle for the people that live there, travel through it, are educated there, work there, etc. Uh, and the project that they came up with was providing thousands of free bicycles uh, and also training for people who couldn't ride bikes and how to ride bikes safely uh, and predominantly aimed at low-income families. So a lot of different types of benefits there, Chris, I would think. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, something which, uh, you know, satisfied multiple, you know, requests at the same time. And I think um, that's the type of thing that the council needed that time, like, you know, a project which gave some, you know, some big data aspects, some big analytical data aspects to it, um, but also had some, you know, sort of some down to earth things like, you know, some benefits to 
pollution and congestion and you know and all that type of thing as well yeah absolutely chris like multiple benefits and that's often the case when we're looking at internet of things and these solutions it's not just driving one outcome so what the what the council were, fo- were focusing on was air quality traffic flow and also health benefits through getting people cycling as opposed to using public transport or cars to enter the city center so lots of different types of benefits economical environmental um, and, and also on people's health in that local area. But what they needed was an intelligent IoT solution that was going to give them the data that they need that would make help them to make you know, really informed scientific decisions about the future of their own city's infrastructure, which we believe today still has an impact in terms of where they plant trees, pedestrianisation of certain streets, um, congestion charging, and that sort of thing. all of these things, and optimising bus routes, trying to drive down traffic in the city centre, reduce emissions, improve air quality and improving people's health at the same time. So lots of really cool things. So, you know, Chris, you were around um, when this project was, was delivered. So one of the uh, custodians of Pangea since day one. What were your thoughts around why were we selected to, to, to be part of this project? Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, it was part of what we've always uh, said we do, which is, you know, we, we've always you know, said we, we participate in and are part of an IoT ecosystem um, where, you know, we're just not we're just not doing one part of it, for example, the SIM cards and leaving um, the partner, you know, to, to sort of go off on their own and, and sort out their own um, solution. You know, we're happy to be part of the ecosystem to bring everything together as one solution. So in this case, um, we basically, you know, we, we, we've, we came across the, the requirement and uh, the the actual delivery of, of the solution was very interesting. So, um, so obviously, you know, we've already talked about the bicycles uh, and the scheme for the partner to pass around the bicycles to the, the citizens of, of Birmingham. Um, the way the solution was deployed was our partner made a very um, tiny circuit board, um, which probably would have been the width of your thumb or a thumb and a half, perhaps. So a very narrow circuit board, which fit in um, the handlebar stem. So where the the handlebar sort of plugs into the, the frame of the bike, you know, you've got kind of a, a, a hole there um, and you can probably fit a tiny sort of long, narrow circuit board in there. So kind of, um, you know, going down a minor, miniaturization sort of process. Um, on that circuit board, there was all these smart things. So... Um, there was things like temperature sensors, pollution sensors, vibration sensors, um, you know, various other environmental sensors, a location sensor, obviously, to track where the bike was. Um, because it's so small, we had to provide um, one of our smaller SIM cards, which was like a nano size SIM card, basically the size of your um, little pinky finger now. So that'll fit quite comfortably in the stem of the in the handlebar stem of the bike. Um, so we we did that deployment, and um, the partner themselves, you know, handled the installation of of the the circuit boards into the bike, and also had sort of the front end, which was monitoring the positions of all the bicycles as they moved around Birmingham. Um, was also collecting the data, so all that big data stuff about you know location. Um, you know, where were the bikes? What's the most popular routes? Um, on those popular routes, what's the vibration rate? Are the, are the bikes vibrating or are they sort of, you know, i.e. are they sort of 
jumping from pothole to pothole, or is it really smooth, implying it's a smooth road? Um, where's where, sort of where's the traffic congestion? And what's the quality of the road? And at the same time, having a look at the the um, pollution sensors as well to see what's the pollution level. So all this data, you know, um, obviously there's huge amounts of data points. So um, if you just look at it on a giant spreadsheet or something, it generally would not mean too much. So then they have to do the analytical part of it to sort of pull all that together um, and present it on a front end. So, you know, that's how they were able to get back to the council with all these uh, analytical reports about, um, you know, here's recommendations for better routes or these routes are congested or plant more trees in this particular area. Um, And at the same time, obviously, um, the citizens of Birmingham are uh, are getting fitter. uh, So there's a health aspect aspect to that too as well. Chris, what a job for our operations director and someone exceptionally technically minded. He did a brilliant job of putting that into uh, into, into more sales speak, I would say. And I, I can't let it pass for someone who's so precise and has to describe things at granular level within our business on a daily basis. I can't let it pass that you describe something as a thumb and a half. So if that's now a, <laughs> a form of scientific measure, then I'll, I'll take that all day long, my friend. That was awesome. Um, but it, it, just building on that a little bit, I, I don't really know I can top that very much at all, but we were selected um, to provide the connectivity for this particular awesome solution. I'm sure everyone would agree that benefits of it are just layered upon layer upon layer, uh, as Chris so eloquently described. We provided, we were selected to provide the connectivity for the solution because it required more than just mobile broadband. There's so many instances and so many intelligent solutions out there where mobile broadband simply doesn't cut it. And there's quite a few reasons why. First of all, not all of these applications and sensors were firing at the same time. There was stages to the project where there was a focus on pollution or, as you say, Chris, road quality or congestion or air quality, et cetera, air quality. So the SIMs were using different amounts of data during those periods. So we were able to provide flexible tariffing that would go up and down on a monthly basis, depending on usage, to allow the project to benefit and optimize their costs rather than having a rigid uh, tariff structure. Like you'd have if you took a mobile broadband sim from a typical telecoms provider. Yep. I think secondly, and probably the most important, is the fact that, as you said, Chris, the, the, the beauty of this project, the value in it is in the data that is collected. And you can only collect that data if the object is connected to retrieve that information from it. And no network has perfect coverage. So we were able to provide unsteered multi-network sims in these devices that would connect to the strongest signal wherever those bikes were around the city. So there's four major networks in the UK, as we know. They would have fluctuating levels of coverage around the city, but the bikes would always be connected or have the best chance of being connected wherever they are. So your application is always up and running. It's always online. You're always getting access to that critical data that you want. And that then applies to every other project that we've done ever since, really, I suppose. Um, So one of the things that this led to, I think the credibility of having run this huge local authority project probably led to us being selected to provide connectivity to 102,000 school kids during connect during the lockdown and it's for, it's it's fully managed it's more than mobile broadband it's multi-network the same technology that we're describing here um, with the bikes it's led to us delivering the PSTN switch off for one of the biggest cities in Europe then it reconnecting all of their street furniture on cellular again it's multi-network connectivity it's the same technology that we're talking about here with the bikes but this was a very early proof point for Pangea that we could manage this type of project and deliver based on the requirements. Multi-network was the way to go in terms of resilience. 
and, and making sure that the application was online. So now whether we're connecting some of the biggest high street retailers in the country or Premier League football clubs or global airlines, we're, we're providing the same technology and it was proved very early on. In terms of the, the security as well, Chris, you know, we've got private APNs in place with all of the networks. Was that a critical part of the, the deployment back in the day, the security of the data? Uh, yeah, it was a requirement, you know, um, it was one of those uh, solutions where, you know, we didn't need the SIM card to talk to just anywhere on the internet. Um, obviously, we provide that in many, many cases, you know, office backup and all that type of thing. But in this case, you know, the SIM just needed to talk to a certain endpoint um, to exchange the data back and forth. So, you know, where we're, we're required, you know, we just locked down the connectivity um, just, you know, for security's sake to make sure that it, that it was safe. Yeah, that's brilliant. Absolutely awesome. And I know a key thing of, of the way we deliver our connectivity as well, Chris, and it being a fully managed service, these 4,000 bytes weren't all being connected in one day, right? You know, it's a bit of a phased project, but we were able to deliver all of our connectivity in a particular state, which meant it was ready to be used. It was active, but the client wasn't being billed until the SIMs were put in the device and it actually started using data. So it just gave the partner, the whole project, complete control of the rollout, didn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, using uh, a feature that we call Test Ready, uh, it just allows the partner to, you know, and it's a very production line thing, but it just allowed the partner to put the SIM um, in our little half thumb, thumb and a half size circuit board, turn it on, make sure it could connect to the server, turn it off again, box it up again, and it might have been three months till it was actually put into a bike and, you know, ridden off by someone. Uh, but in those three months, there wouldn't have been any billing for the customer or anything like that. It was just sort of like a free, small amount of data just to test something and be assured that it's going to be working when you turn it on again in three months and there'll be no hidden surprises. Um, so that's a very popular um, IoT, M2M style feature that we call Test Ready and is available on a, a lot of our portfolio of sims. Yeah, it certainly is, and can be applied to a lot of different use cases. I know it's a big part of part of this project as well. Yeah, it's just yeah, absolutely yours. It's one of our favourite case studies. It's a project we delivered quite some time ago, but we know that it's still delivering real value even today. Um, there's lots more opportunities like this with our partners, where it's not just connectivity. It's not just a sim and a router or a gateway or going in some form of device. As you mentioned, Chris, that brilliant word ecosystem yep we've got lots of solution providers within our ecosystem so if our other partners ever have come across these requirements or customers asking if there's a way to measure a particular thing invariably there is an IT solution to measure almost anything and we can do this globally we've got access to 960 networks in 185 countries so we're not just restricted to the UK or even Europe we can deliver connectivity anywhere it's needed around the world so I think it's safe to say, Chris, we, you know, we, we can definitely help our partners to win similar deals, right? Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, the team, uh, myself and the team are always keen to, you know, to get into the requirements of what the partner needs, uh, especially with these type of, you know, projects and solutions. You know, um, you can't sort of, you know, have a template which covers everything. You know, everything's unique. Everyone's got unique requirements. Uh, and then these days, you know, with just with the permutations of what you can have access to, um, you know, ranging from APNs to single or multi-network to different countries, you know, to 4G and 5G and all the opposite direction to low power to, to um, NBIoT and, you know, all that type of thing. Um, yeah, you know, it really is something where we're happy to get down and do some uh, in-depth consultation to make sure the partner gets exactly what they want. Yeah, absolutely spot on, Chris. 
you know, the, the purpose of talking over these case studies, and we'll continue to do this in future podcasts, is not that everybody goes out and finds opportunities to connect bikes. Okay, there's going to be a limited number of opportunities limited to this specifically. But it's about how our technology can be used to connect literally anything. So the kind of takeaways from this is not about connecting 4,000 bikes and measuring air quality, etc. Because we've already spoken about how that technology was applied to many other projects that fell from this as well. So the things to take away are Pangea can connect anything. We're proud to be able to offer any amount of data on any network, on any type of SIM, such as a nano. Um, multiple networks on a single SIM if needed. Layering applications if needed, like SIM locking to a device, content filtering, uh, and many more. So when mobile broadband just doesn't cut it, intelligent mobile data is absolutely the way to go. To multi-network on steer, connecting your devices wherever they are. It's now a real kind of credible alternative to fixed line, especially now with the rollout of 5G. Greater network performance, greater range of devices being made available. Where installations are tough, you know, we can instantly deploy. Um, so there's just so many use cases of intelligent mobile data. So don't just think of this as, but I need to go out and find some bikes to connect it. We're using the, the, the case study as a backdrop to, to bring the technology to life, but you can apply it in almost any business vertical that you operate in. So if you're already a partner, reach out to your account manager. And if you're not, please get in touch and become one because there will be opportunities for intelligent mobile data and or IoT right under your nose within your existing customer base. And we can help you to identify, qualify and win those deals. And they're significant. If you take a look at our website, look at our case studies, many multi-million pound projects. So we've long ago bust that myth that there's no money in IoT. You need to do massive volume to make any margin. That's long gone. You know, we can really help to drive brilliant outcomes for your customers, lock into long-term contracts, lots of value. Longest contracts we've got in our business are 15 years. And we've got several of them. But we can also be experts in short-term deployments for temporary sites, construction, that type of thing as well. So you know, please, please do get in touch. I think um, I remember. I always remember a story, Chris, of I think it was uh, JFK's first, first visit to NASA. I often think about what we do here at Pangea. So he he went to NASA and he introduced himself to a young man. He happened to be this young man happily mopping the floor at that time, and he was asked, you know, what do you do here? Uh, and he said, I'm helping to put man on the moon. So he kind of saw the bigger picture, supposing that way at Pangea. If someone was to ask us. What do we do at a granular level? We connect things, we provide SIM cards for intelligent mobile data. But in this instance, if you think of that chap saying, I'm helping to put man on the moon, we, in that project, we promoted a healthier lifestyle. We reduced emissions. Yeah. We created a safer, less congested city. And that, that's a big thing, um, you know, to be a part of. So I think we sometimes need to, not just those at Pangea, but probably all remind ourselves when we sometimes play a small part in a big project, the overall outcome of that project can be pretty, pretty powerful. So maybe we're not putting man on the moon right now, but maybe one day we will. So maybe that's our, our Pangea JFK and NASA story right there. So there you go. Probably, I've probably just, um, I've probably just overcome your thumb and a half. Whether people might remember that more than that, I will see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'm sorry if the podcast is still going. Uh, you know, ten years from now, we might be talking about SIM cards and in orbit or something like that you know um you know who who knows <laughs> yeah yeah we might well do but you know we, we always appreciate everybody um listening to these podcasts and always love being on a podcast with you chris it's always insightful and always uh, lots of great information so i just want to thank everybody for listening if everyone could head over to our website for more iot podcasts and blog content for real life examples of how iot looks in action check out our case studies sign up for our mailing list follow us on twitter and linkedin 
and that's probably enough plugs for now. Um, but if you just want to help in hand in getting started with your IoT project, just give us a call, get in touch for some free pointers. We've been doing this for over eight years now. Uh, we're dedicated to it. Don't sell any other form of telecoms or all IoT, all intelligent mobile data. And we can't wait to hear from you. Isn't that right, Chris? We can't wait to hear, Bernie. We can't wait. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time, Chris. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And speak to you again soon.